Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Let's get started, Febra. This week's Pasha, wow. First off, before we even say this week's Pasha, Hazaku Baruch to Yosef Menagid. Allo? Yosef Menagid. Hazaku Baruch for always arranging, and not just arranging, always in a beautiful way. Making sure everyone is sitting and plates separated, thinking what this one needs and that one needs. Yosef, you should be blessed. Kiflai in whatever the efforts you do. L'chayim. This week's Pasha is Pashat Kitavo. Now there's a subject in this week's parasha that is a very heavy subject called the Tochacha. We've spoken about this a bunch of times. There is a tremendous lesson that we're going to learn. A tremendous lesson that we're going to learn about the Tochacha, specifically how it connects with this time of the year. Everyone's tired here, we're waking up for Silichot, everyone's exhausted, doing Teshuvah, working hard, etc. This is a very special time of the year. But Chazal understood, as we'll learn in the Gemara, it's not random that this parasha is associated right before Rosh Hashanah. There's a reason that Tochacha is placed, the curses are placed before Rosh Hashanah. Okay. So we're going to discuss that tonight, and there's a very big lesson that we're going to emerge with, God willing, tonight. Now, I've spoken this out a few times. We know that there's two times in the Torah where the Torah tells us a series of curses if we don't keep Torah and mitzvot. Because actually, it starts off telling us brachot. If you keep Torah and mitzvot, you're going to get, and it lists all the blessings, all kinds of wonderful blessings. You'll be successful in business. You'll have healthy, successful families. You'll have healthy flock, sheep, everything. Your enemies will run away from you. Keep the Torah and mitzvot, all kinds of blessings. But then... We also have what follows up, the curses. The curses is called tochacha, literally means like musar, tochacha, rebuke, ad- admonishments. And that's what will happen if we don't keep im lotishma, if you don't listen to Hashem. There's two places in the Torah this long section appears. We have it in Parashat Bechukotai, at the end of Sefer Vayikra, and we have it here in Kitavo, in Sefer Devarim. So I've spoken this out before. The Ramban explains, this isn't random. It's referring to, it's a prophetic prophecy referring to two different times in history. Unfortunately, two different times in history where the Jews acted in ways that were not appropriate and Hashem had to send all kinds of tochacha, all kinds of punishment because of their averot. So the Ramban explains, other Mepharshim explain this as well. The Marsha quotes this as well, I saw today. The curses that are in Vayikra, in Bechukotai, that is a reference to the terrible tragedies of the end of Bayit Rishon. Meaning, we know that at the end of Bayit Rishon, the Jews were acting inappropriately. The first temple, the Babylonians eventually kicked them out of the land, sent them to exile. The suffering that occurred there, that's the prophecy of Parashat Bechukotai in Sefer Devarim. Comes our week's, this week's parasha, Kitavo, says the Ramban, this is referring to the persecution, the suffering at the end of Bayit Sheni, the second temple. Again, Jews were acting inappropriately, we were not listening to Hashem, not keeping Torah and mitzvot. 
So Hashem had to send curses, and that's what Moshe Rabbeinu is predicting in this week's parasha, which was under the Roman Empire, by the way. The Romans destroyed the Second Temple, exiled the Jews to Rome, or to Bavel, different places, but they were the ones who ultimately destroyed the Temple. So this week's parasha is the Second Temple era's prophetic vision of the unfortunate outcome that would occur when we don't keep Torah and mitzvot. That's how the Ramban explains. Fine. But the Gemara tells us in Mesechet Megillah that there are very interesting customs associated with reading this parasha. We're going to focus in on two specific events that hopefully we'll get clarity in today. This is a Gemara, Mesechet Megillah, Daf Lamed Aleph Amud Bet, 31b. The Gemara tells us Ezra, I'm going to read you the Gemara. The Gemara of Shumen Al-Azhar teaches us, Ezra Sofer, Ezra established that the Kriyata Torah would be in a very specific way so that the Klalot, this week's parasha Kitavo, the curses, would fall out before Rosh Hashanah, and that the curses of Bechukotai would fall out before Shavuot. That's what it says. The Gemara tells us this. I'm going to read you the words. Rabbi Shem ben Elazar, Omer Ezra tiken lahem liYisrael shiu korin klalot shebitorat koanim kodem atzeret. Ezra established that the curses in Vayikra would fall out before Shavuot. Meshavit Mishnah Torah kodem Rosh Hashanah, and our curses of Kitavo would fall out before Rosh Hashanah. My time. What's the reason? Amar Abay veitem Rish Lakish. Kedei. Listen to these words. Kedei shetechale Hashanah. The year should finish with the curses. So the Gemara says, wait a second. I understand Devarim ending, these curses in Devarim, Kitavos, before Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the beginning, is a new year. So that's why these are curses before the end of the year. But what does it have to do with Shavuot? When curses that end before Shavuot, how is that considered the beginning of the year? And the answer is, we learned in Mesechet Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah is considered a new year. Why? Because we're judged on Shavuot about Perot Ha'ilan. It is considered a Rosh Hashanah in some way. So the Gemara says, the reason we read these kriyot, these curses, terrible tragedies, before the new year, so the year should end with the curses. You have to understand, what's that idea? What is the idea finishing the year along with the curses? Okay. To understand what's the pshat in that? Why did why did Ezra, when he established the order of Priyata Torah, specifically want that the year should end along with the curses? What's the message in that? What are we supposed to learn from that? Okay, but why does it end with the beginning of the year? What's the what's the message there exactly? Or what is it? Give you Musar before the day, the beginning of the year, to remember and to remind you. Okay, but there is. Look at uh, Shavuot, Rosh Hashanah, two uh, very critical times in the history of the nation. We are judged in Rosh Hashanah for our life, for our for Parnassah, for Briot, the general thing. And in Shavuot, we basically started a new chapter in, in, in our history when we received upon ourselves the Torah. Yeah. So there is a kind of, uh, of a 
connection between the Klalot and the beginning of the year right. that you have to remember to keep it when you start the new year. What not to do, and it goes with you along with you. When you get to the, ne- the end of the year, if you forgot, let's remind you again. Okay. Now you? Now you? What do you want to say, David? Let me tell you what the Mepharshim say. Right. Beautiful. Before we even get there, I'll tell you what Tosafot wonders. Tosafot quotes Rabbeinu Nisim, Ran, one of the great Rishonim. And he says, the Ran was debating, he couldn't understand, if you look at it, Kitavo, the Tochacha, is not the parasha right before Rosh Hashanah. Nitzavim. So it's not even true. It's not true. The implication of the Gemara is that the curses should be the parasha before Rosh Hashanah. This is not the Shabbat before Rosh Hashanah. Next Shabbat is the Shabbat before Rosh Hashanah, which will be Nitzavim. So why are we saying Shetachalea Hashanah v'kilotea? So Tosafot says... What the Gemara means to say is there should be a hefzit, a break of one Shabbat, one parasha between the curses and Rosh Hashanah. You hear that? So we have Nitzavim between Kitavo and Rosh Hashanah so that we don't finish off the year with curses. It's almost the opposite. You understand what? We understood means the last parasha should be the curses. Comes to Sephon. What it means to say is is that there should be a hefsik. There should be a break. And he says actually it's the same thing with Bayikra. The parasha before Shavuot is not the Chukotai. It's Bamidbar. The Chukotai is two Shabbatot, and there's a hefsik of Bamidbar, which interrupts between the curses of the Chukotai and Shavuot. So that's how Tosafot learns the Gemara, is that the Gemara is telling us, Ezra set it up in a way that there would be like a, a buffer, something in between the curses and the new year. Comes along the Marsha, and the Marsha doesn't like Tosafot Pshat. He says a different Pshat. I'll tell you the Pshat that he says. It happens to be a beautiful Pshat. It's like David just said, similar idea. He understands what it means. What it means is, after hearing all of these curses in Kitavo, we, we read Parashat Nitzavim. Nitzavim, Nitzavim Ayom, it talks about Teshuvah. Talks about Teshuvah. The idea is that we clean up the curses. We clean up the problems that we just read in Kitavo with the Teshuvah leading us into Rosh Hashanah. That's how the Marsha explains. So there's a logic why Nitzavim is put in between. It's supposed to be like a positive simon going into the new year. All those curses, yeah, but you're going to do Teshuvah like we speak about in Nitzavim. But we have to understand in Tosafot Pshat, what's this idea of having one Shabbat in between the curses and Rosh Hashanah, the new year? What is that accomplished? What is that accomplishing ultimately? What does that accomplish? Having a buffer, having one Shabbat, one Pasha between Rosh Hashanah and the curses of Kitavo. What's that idea? It's not hit you and right away, and then the air doesn't clad off. No, you just said that. No, you said Nitzavim is to make Chuba. That's, that's the Marashah's Pshad. He says like that. But Tosavot just says there should be one week in between. It doesn't explain. Yeah, yeah. I want to try to explain this idea. It's like a week to 
I'm gonna tell you a pshat. I'm gonna tell you a pshat. That's a chidush I had this year. It's such a beautiful idea, and it hit me big this year. Now, there is a very unique custom about these klalot. Very interesting custom. How we read them in shul. What's the uniqueness? Usually, right. So usually, the balkore. Usually, what happens is you call up people for the aliyot. Most aliyot, and some of them are more significant. Aserat adibrot. You say call up the rabbi, etc. But there's certain portions, which is the klalot. You don't call anybody up. Not only do you not call anybody up, you don't interrupt. You read it straight. Now, why do you read it straight? You understand what I mean? You don't break the klalot into two, two aliyot. You read it straight, without interruption. So the Gemara tells us that here as well. Amid Aleph Mudbet. The Gemara says like this. On fast days, they used to read the klalot. We read the klalot this Shabbat. What's the reason for that? So Amr Abikiyah Bar Gamda, Amr Abiyasi, it's earlier in the Gemara, because the Pasuk in Mishlei tells us, Musar Hashem bini altim as. The Musar of Hashem, don't be disgusted in it. So Rashi learns two pshatim, one based on here and one based on Masechet Sofrim, which I'll explain what it says there in a moment. If we would split up the Tochacha into two aliyot, it would like be telling Hashem, we don't like your Musar, we don't want your Musar. So we shouldn't break it up. Another way that Rashi explains it is, the Pasuk ends off, al takots, don't split it up into parts, Rashi learns. So it's like Zerat HaKatuv, it should be done entirely without breakup. Rish Lakish says, why don't we read the Tochacha in parts? We don't say a blessing for tragedy. What do you mean, don't say a blessing for tragedy? So the Gemara explains, so what do you do? And this is the Minhag, by the way. We don't start the Aliyah right before the curses. We read a few psukim of bracha that are before the curses. We read a little bit after that's not curses in order that we're not saying the bracha, birkata Torah, that we say on the Torah on a curse that's about to occur. So we say the bracha on something that's going to be a blessing. Then we read all the curses without interruption. Read a little bit after and then we say the bracha, birkata Torah. It's a very interesting idea that the Gemara Reish Lakish is telling us here. We don't want to make a bracha on curses, so punishments. So therefore, we read the Aliyah straight and add a little bit of beginning and end so the blessings are not made on curses. Those are the two pshatim that are brought in the Gemara here. Now this second pshat is a little bit difficult because think about that for a second. We don't say bracha on Quranus. We do say bracha on Quranus. Wait a second. We say, in Brunsechet Brachot, we say, We make a bracha for, for bad things also. So what's the idea in this? I don't have an explanation for this pshat. I'm going to show you a third pshat that's brought in a different mesechet, a different mesechet which I saw this year. Such a beautiful idea. Hit me. I'm going to share. I think it will answer our original question. This idea of not reading this in two different parts is also discussed in what's called Masechet Sofrim. Now Masechet Sofrim, you may never have heard of Masechet Sofrim. Masechet Sofrim is not regular Mishnayot. We know Rabbi Yudah Nasi organized the Mishnayot, which is Tanaic teachings of Tanaim, into six different orders, different Masechot, etc. There were certain parts of teachings of Tanaim, seemingly, that were not included in the Mishnayot. We call those Braitaot or Tosefta. So there are what are called Masechtot Ktanot. There are small Masechtot. One of them is called Masechet Sofrim. It's not Mishnayot, we call it Braitaot. But it's also Tanaim. 
Masechet Zofrim, the 12th chapter, it, ident- it addresses this exact point. It says as follows, Mapsikin bebrachot, we interrupt when it comes to brachot, we can make it into two aliyot, ve'en mafsikin baklalot. We don't interrupt the klalot, meaning the klalot has to be one aliyah. We don't interrupt. We do it straight without interruption. Amr b'kir bargam, demaatam, what's the reason? So in Alacha Aleph it says the reason, ve'altakot v'tochachto, altaasim kotzim kotzim, don't break it up like we learned the first shot in our Gemara. Now listen to this. Beautiful idea. Amar Rabbi Levi, Alachavet. Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu Hashem says, Eino Din. It's not proper. Sheyihiyu Banai Mitkalelim. That my children should be cursed. Is there any sushi left or it's over? It's over? You want sushi? A no din, it's not proper. Sheyu banai mitkalalim. Habibi, Habibi, hello. You want some sushi? Sushi? We have sushi. You want sushi? Give, give them, give them. Teno, 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 teno. Sushi, sushi, sushi. Come. I'm asking if you want. Stop, stop. Everyone got so I want to know if you want also. Oh, you're tzaddik who walked into shul. Yeah. You don't? If you want, you want. You can sit for a few minutes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Tzaddik, if you want, if you want, we have extra. No problem. Yeah, please. So, says Rabbi Levi, second shot. Amar Rabbi Levi, Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem says, A no din. Exactly. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu. No problem. Yosef, take it for yourself. Take it for yourself. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem says, Listen to this, Rabbi Levi. Beautiful idea. A no din. It is not proper. Sheyihiyu banai mitkalulin. My children should be cursed. Meaning, in Kitavo, we talk about the curses. That for us, when we sin, we're going to get cursed. Va'animit barech, and I should be blessed. Va'animit barech, and I should be blessed. It's not appropriate, says says Rabbi Levi, and Hashem says it's not appropriate that my sons should say Barechuet Hashem Hamevorach. Hashem should be blessed when we're about to read part of the Torah that talks all about how the Jews are going to get cursed. What is Rabbi Levi saying? Hashem says, I don't want you to give me a bracha, to give me a blessing, if you're about to read psukim that are actually cursing yourself. What does it mean? So the Mepharshim here, it's the Nachalat Yaakov explains, and really it's the Tosafot in Mesechet Megillah as well, who explains the same idea. He explains like this. He explains as follows. Pass it over, pass it over. Pass it over, pass it over. Tenlo, tenlo, no, no, no. Yosef, 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 Yosef. Taseli Tova. Taseli Tova. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Ein mafsikin. Yosef, Yosef, Yosef. Ein mafsikin baklalot. So Tosafot explains as follows. Tosafot explains the same idea and he says like this. Based on Yerushalmi. In Gemara Yerushalmi. He's hungry, Yosef. No. She doesn't want. She doesn't want. I don't want. 
Fine, let's play. He says like this. Torah tells us, Imo Anochi Batsara. What is Imo Anochi Batsara? HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, whenever the Jewish people are suffering, I suffer along with the Jewish people. There's no such thing about the Jewish people suffering alone. There's no such thing. The Jews don't suffer alone. Hashem says, if somebody's going, to, if the Jews are going to suffer, I'm going to suffer along with them. So Hashem says, I don't want that my children should be getting cursed reading Klalot in the Torah and they're going to bless me. I don't want them to bless me and they're going to get curses. Because what does that show, Ki'ilu? I don't care. I'm going to receive blessings and the Jewish people, meanwhile, are reading curses that are going to happen to themselves. So therefore, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what I would rather is, I'd rather start the bracha on something that's positive about the Jewish people, that gives them bracha. Read quickly, read through the klalot. It's like almost like parentheses, quickly. We have to hear it, but read it quickly and finish it off with a bracha. And then when you finish, make a bracha again for me. Don't make a bracha for me. Don't give me blessing if you're reading curses for yourselves. Don't make the blessings on something that's going to be curses for the Jewish people. Why? Because Hashem says, I suffer along with the Jewish people. Unbelievable idea. It comes out. When Aaron gets up there and Aaron takes the Aliyah and he reads a little blessings, what, the message that's being sent to us is an unbelievable thing. The message is that Hashem says, if the people are going to suffer, the Jews are going to suffer, I don't want to be blessed. I don't want a blessing if the Jews are suffering. Don't focus on the good of me if you are meanwhile suffering. I'd rather you don't bless me, Allah Klala. So start a little bit before the Klala, finish after the Klala, so that the blessings of Hashem are done when the Jews are also doing well. Not when the Jews are getting cursed. Don't make the blessing then, because I don't want to be in a good state getting blessed if the Jewish people are getting cursed. That's the pshat in the concept. But it refers to times in history when we certainly got cursed, no question. Yeah? Yeah? It's, it's very dire predictions, very bad predictions. So I was thinking, maybe we could explain Tosafot in the same way. What do we do on Rosh Hashanah? What do we say? Hamelech. Everybody going around, Melech Basadeh. What are we really saying? What are we saying? We're Mamlich Hashem. Amlich Hashem. Comes the great day. Yom Agadova Norah. Rosh Hashanah. We're going to focus on how great Hashem is. He's the king. Imagine that. We're finishing the year. The last Kriya was Klala about the Jewish people. And the next thing we're focusing on the blessings of Hashem. How great Hashem is. Hashem says no. There has to be a separation. I don't want you to be Mamlich me to make me the king to show all of the great things about me just from having read curses about the Jewish people. So yeah, therefore, says to Safot, there has to be a break. It can't be one in the next. Hashem says, You're reading curses, don't look at me and start saying positive things about me because I want to suffer along with you. So it wouldn't be appropriate, says to Safot. That's what I mean, is it should end. First, let's finish talking about the curses. After we talk about the curses, make a buffer, and then you could be mamlich Hashem properly. Maybe that's the pshat in Tosafot. That's what he really means to say. Unbelievable idea that emerges from this, which is unbelievable. Now, what we're learning from this is an unbelievable thing. When this week's parasha, Shabbat, who's going to get that aliyah, the tochacha? Who's going to get it? Aaron. You don't call anybody up. And we're going to start a few psukim before, finish a few psukim after. Why? Says the Gemara, says Rabbi Levi, why? 
because Hashem says, I don't want to receive a blessing if you're talking about curses for yourself. If you are suffering, listen, listen. If you are suffering, I don't want to receive blessing from that. And therefore Hashem says, don't give me a bracha on the klalot. Don't give me a blessing on the curses. Give me a blessing when you're getting blessed. That means when a Jew suffers or when a nation suffers, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm suffering with you. And He sends us that message specifically by not making the blessings on the curses, make the blessings only on blessing. Don't bless me if you're going to be getting cursed. And in a similar way, what we're saying is, that's why Tosafot says there's a buffer, a separation. Finish discussing your own curses. Don't bless me. Don't start Osh Hashanah yet in your Mamlichni. You make me into king. Finish that up yet. I don't want to receive blessings from you, praises from you yet, until you finish with that. Tremendous Yisod going into Rosh Hashanah. Why is that the message going into Rosh Hashanah? Because as hard as Teshuvah is, ultimately we know through the Teshuvah process, we're going back to reconnecting with the Source, with Mekor Chaim, with Hashem, who loves us and suffers along with us. He loves us, and when Jews are suffering, Hashem is suffering. He doesn't want to receive blessings when we're suffering. Don't bless me if you're getting cursed. I don't want to hear of that. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to us. And that's perhaps the most empowering message as we enter the days of Yamim Noraim, the days of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Yeah, we're doing Teshuvah, it might be difficult. Hashem suffers with us. Hashem wants what's best for us. And therefore, don't make a bracha for me. Don't say Baruch Hashem when you're at the same time cursing yourself. I don't want that. Bless me when you're blessing yourself. Don't bless me when you're cursing yourself. That's the message the Gemara is telling us in the Minhag. I think it's a tremendous lesson. It's not Hashem. I think it's a very important thing to remember. Whenever a Jew is suffering, people go through different kinds of suffering in their life. Whether it's individual suffering, familial suffering as a family, as a shul, you, know, you lose a close family member, not you, anybody loses. When people suffer, Hashem says, I'm with you. I'm with you in your suffering. And the Navi teaches us, we'll finish off with this. Navi teaches us, Navi te- you don't understand, he's not paying attention. Navi teaches us that just as HaKadosh Baruch Hu was there when we got kicked out of the land, we were sent into Galut, sent into exile, Hashem is going to be... Hashem is going to be there as well when we go back. He'll be there to return with us as well. Because Hashem is always with the Jewish people in their suffering and in their salvation. Bezat Hashem, Hashem we should merit. Very soon, where Hashem will come back with us also. Everybody should have a Shabbat Shalom. And Ketiva V'chatimah Tova again, a beautiful, sweet new year.